0: What's going on, everybody? Golden Blue Dude, aka GBD, back with you, bragging rights. And yes, I've been away for a couple of weeks. I had to take some time off. We had some bad weather and some things going on in the family. So, you know, had to take a little mini break, but I'm back. I'm ready to go. I don't want to go on unless I know that I'm going to give you guys a good show. So, I was ready. I knew I was prepared to give you guys a good show today. So I was like, you know what? Time to come back. So here we go. We're going to come back strong and we're going to talk about a few things. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, it's going to be college football. I, I know it's it's a long ways away. But one thing, if, if you don't know me by, na- by now, one thing is I am obsessed with college football. So I don't care if the season starts tomorrow. I don't see, I I don't care if the season ended yesterday. There's always time and there's always a reason to talk about college football. It's always relevant. So that's the first thing I'm going to talk about college football. So, first off, I'm going to jump right into it. Okay. Playoff predictions. I I know sounds nuts, but there's a method to my madness. All right. So, playoff predictions. We all know that uh, Alabama ran roughshod through. The college football playoffs, again, won the national championship and possibly had one of the best teams ever. And what do they do? Well, so far, they've had the best recruiting class ranking of all time, not just of this year, of all time. So it seems like the rich get quick, uh, the rich get ricker, richer. can't say my words right. The rich get richer. There we go. Not so fast. Not so fast. Not this coming year. There's always an adjustment period. Look, Alabama dominated last year. No doubt about that. But they don't win the national championship every year. They don't get to the national championship every year. They don't even make the playoffs every year. Are they dominant? Yes. But I don't think this is going to be anywhere close to what it was last year. So... Having said that, here are my four picks to go to the college football playoffs. First team, Oklahoma. Yes, they're in the Big Twelve, so I think their path to the playoffs relatively easier than the SEC team. So I have Oklahoma going. Why? Because they returned Spencer Rattler. They did. They did lose their running back uh, Stevenson, but Kennedy Brooks. He's coming back. That offense is going to be loaded and guess what Oklahoma actually has a defense their defensive coordinator Alex Grinch made it look made it look easy like it almost made me forget that Oklahoma didn't have a defense before him <laughs> trust me i remember now but watching the season i was like man Oklahoma has a good defense so they're going to have a good offense and they're going to have a good defense and schedule very very manageable they even get Iowa state at home question is can they break, can they break that two game losing streak to Kansas state i think so i think they're just way too good and uh you know that might factor in as far as mind game goes but oklahoma will be far and away the best team in the big 12 the only team that could even come remotely close would be iowa state iowa state does return a lot of starters but Oklahoma, my first pick. Second pick. Second pick. Georgia. Why offense? If you go back and look at the stats last year, the teams that make the that made the playoffs, none of them had a top ten defense. Not a single one. But if you look at the offenses, three of the four had a top ten offense. The only one that did not have a top ten offense, Notre Dame. And we all know what happened to Notre Dame. They got kicked into oblivion just like we knew they would. So it is all about offense. That old saying, defense wins championships, that saying is obsolete. Last year proved it. Three of the four had top ten offenses except Notre Dame. They got obliterated. None of the teams had a top ten defense. So it is all about the offense. And that's why I'm picking Georgia to make the playoffs. They return Everybody, JT Daniels announced he's coming back. They have George Pickens coming back, Curious Jackson, Dominic Blaylock, Zamir White, Darnell Washington, Jermaine Burton. The list goes on. Four of the five offensive linemen will be back. Georgia is going to beat Clemson in the first game and they're going to make it to the playoffs. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say they're going to go undefeated, but that schedule looks very, very doable. The only question to me is, Will Kirby Smart coach them out of an undefeated season? That's the only thing I'm scared of. They have the talent. I'm just hoping the coaching doesn't screw it up. Uh, Next team, Clemson. Yes, I do have Clemson losing to Georgia, but guess what? They play in the ACC, and that young, young offense will gel together and will be amazing by the end of the year. They return 10 starters on defense, so they'll be good on defense. They will hold the fort while that while that offense is gelling and coming together. The ACC schedule allows that to happen. By the end of the year, they will play North Carolina in the ACC championship, and they will win in a close game, and they will get into the playoffs. The last team, Alabama. I actually have Alabama kind of backing into the playoffs, and I'm not even 100% confident about that. I just couldn't figure out what other team I was confident enough to put in that four spot. So I reluctantly put Alabama in that four spot. Guys, y'all got to realize they lost quarterback Mike Jones, running back Najee Harris, wide receiver Jalen Waddle, Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver Devontae Smith. They lost way too much on offense. Alabama's going to be fine on defense. But what did I say at the beginning? Offense is what wins championship these days. So that's that's what's making me uh, kind of reluctant to pick Alabama to, to go to the playoffs. But I will give them the benefit of the doubt because Alabama is Alabama. So I'll give them that last spot and uh, have them backing their way into the playoffs. So having said that, let's look at the uh, first, well, week zero or week one, whatever you want to call it. Those first games, they're going to be important. The first game, the only reason I'm mentioning it is because it's my team, West Virginia. West Virginia at Maryland, probably going to be a good game. Maryland's getting better and better, but West Virginia's defense is legit. We return pretty much everybody on offense. I expect West Virginia to win that game by 10, maybe two touchdowns. On to the next game, LSU-UCLA, underrated game. That's going to be a good, good game. LSU, of course, they're recruiting very, very well. I expect them to have a bounce back year. But Chip Kelly has UCLA headed in the right direction as well. So that's going to be an underrated game. Uh, If LSU slips up and loses to UCLA right off the bat, oh, man. Could be a rough year for the Tigers, who are expected to be very, very good in the SEC West. So, yes, that is an important game for both teams. After that, Louisiana and Texas. I expect. I fully expect Louisiana to beat Texas. I do. They return everybody, and their coach is great. Bill Napier. He's amazing, and he says he's committed to Louisiana. Levi Lewis, their quarterback. Man, that that dude is a baller. He can pass, but he can also run. And guess what? He is going to run all over Texas, just like he ran all over Iowa State last year. So I'm confident in that one. Louisiana will beat Texas. Uh, the game after that, Notre Dame, Florida State. Uh, Notre Dame loses a lot, but they get transfers from Wisconsin. The defense will be back. That could be a good game, but I'm going to take Notre Dame in a in a in a close game. I was tempted to pick Florida State because they're recruiting re- really really well, and Mike Norvell is uh he's coaching his boys up, but uh, can't do it. I'm going to pick Notre Dame by that much. Shootout: Ole Miss versus Louisville. Both these teams going to be on the rise. I think Ole Miss could be challenging for that second spot in the SEC West. It'll be between Ole Miss and Texas A&M, possibly LSU, depending on if they can have it come together. But that will be a shootout. Uh, Ole Miss, Louisville, probably going to come down to whoever has the ball last. That's all I can say about that. After that, Penn State, Wisconsin. To me, this could be a preview of the Big Ten championship. I expect Ohio State to take a step back. I expect Michigan to be Michigan. Who does that leave? Penn State. Penn State could be the surprise of the Big Ten East, and Wisconsin will be by far and away the best team in the Big Ten West. Uh, Really the only team that I could see challenging Wisconsin in the Big Ten West would be Iowa. No. No Northwestern. They lost way too much. They relied too much on defense last year, and with the – Full schedule out this year. Northwestern will get run down. And, oh, yeah, their starting quarterback, who is average at best, transferred. Northwestern will not be what we saw last year. It will be Wisconsin. Iowa might scare them. That's why I think Penn State versus Wisconsin could be a preview of the Big Ten Championship. But in this one, I'm going to take Wisconsin because it's in the jump around house. It's at Madison. And, uh, yeah, I'll take Wisconsin in that one. Alabama-Miami. There's actually some people that have Miami winning this game. Um, Until they can prove that they can actually beat somebody, I'm going to have to take Alabama. Am I saying that Miami can't win this game? Of course I'm not saying that. They can. They actually can. They have the talent. But Alabama has the coaching. Alabama has the recruiting. So until I see something that really pops out to me, I'm taking Alabama. And then finally, Clemson versus Georgia. This could be one of the – no, not could be. This will be one of the most important games in college football in 2021. It will set the tone. Personally, I expect Georgia to win this game. Why? Because they have all them dogs on offense coming back experience. That's what's going to win this small game. Clemson, they'll have an experienced defense, don't get me wrong, but the offense of Georgia is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and call it, I think Georgia will have the best offense in the SEC. This is going to be a very entertaining game. Uh, Could turn into a shootout. In fact, I fully expect it to turn into a shootout, and I think Georgia has the dogs to win a shootout this year. They might prove me wrong, and uh, Kirby Smart might coach them right out of a great win. We'll see. But as far as judging talent versus talent, I'm going to take Georgia over Clemson, and it'll probably be an upset. That's fine with me. Uh, the closer this game uh, comes around, I, if I'm really, really confident, I might actually put some money on it if Clemson is still the favorite. That's how that's – how, locked in on georgia i am this year so there you go there's my playoff predictions and uh my quick peek into the week zero week one games of the college football season up next i have a special guest from the nbs central brand i have theo my boy what's going on man what's
1: going on man i'm back man man i'm 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 feeling myself right now man yesterday um yesterday we were able to do mbs um uh we had mbs let's talk about it with the the new member on the show saray um uh shout out to her shout out to the whole team I know uh, the whole MBS band were going through, you know, certain things right now, but, you know, I've been able to hold it down. But I was like, man, you know what? I enjoyed last night's show so much. I'm going to come on MBS Bragging Rights and crash the party. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm crashing MBS Bragging Rights. Hey, AGBD. Good to see you back, man, and it's always good to be on NBS Bragging Rights.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Uh, uh, Every time you've been on this show, man, you've always brought something. uh, I love bouncing stuff off of you and getting a a different perspective uh, for certain things, so I'm I'm pretty excited to have you on here. Um, This next thing that we're going to talk about is uh, college football. March Madness. Is almost mean, here, man, and you mean college what, basketball? What I say?
1: You said college football,
0: <laughs> man. My brain was still on football, basketball, college basketball, March Madness. Thank you for pointing that out. That was a big blunder right now. But anyways, college <laughs> basketball, bubble teams, number one seeds. Um, now w- whenever I, whenever we talked about this earlier, I went back and, dude. I'm telling you, there is a lot of bubble teams. So so what I did was for this week, next week I'll probably revisit this because there's so many bubble teams. But for this week, I picked out my bubble teams for the uh, Power 5 conferences. And there's are still a good bit. I don't know what teams um, you you know, picked out or wanted to talk about, but I'm just letting you know. For me, I'm going to talk about the Power 5 bubble teams. What do you got for me?
1: Uh, okay, so I'll start off with my with, with my uh teams that's on the bubble right now. I can't believe that I'm saying this. Out of all the years I've been covering college basketball and March Madness, and that's one of my favorite sporting events I like to cover, March Madness. Man, I can't believe I'm saying this, but North Carolina is Ooh. on the bubble, man. <laughs>
0: firmly on the bubble
1: yeah um um they're on the bubble right now north when you north carolina duke kentucky the blue bloods they Mm. are not they probably wouldn't have having the one of their worst seasons ever man i don't know what's going on down in blue bloods country but it's not good um but I have North Carolina on the bubble right now. Um, um, the good thing about North Carolina that I can say that um, that they don't have any bad losses, so that's actually a good thing for them. Another team that's on the bubble that I see, um, and uh, since you since you want since you mentioned Power Five conferences, I'm gonna go to the Big Ten. Um, indiana i think that's a team that's on the bubble right now yep. um i think indiana they they gotta squeeze out some some good quality wins especially like powerhouses like the way ohio state and michigan's been playing right now so yeah um, that's a team on the bubble. and one more team that's on the bubble um they're not part of any power five conferences but i Like the way this team's been playing, and I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say, Seton Hall man from the Big East. Uh, Seton Hall, a very underrated team in the Big East, just based off of the conference that they play, they don't get enough recognition. But uh, that's a team that's definitely on the bubble. Notable mentions, somebody like a, a Connecticut or even a or even a Utah State; those are teams on the bubble, also. So that's that's yep. who I got so far going into this week in college basketball of who I have on the bubble.
0: Yeah, like 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 I said, man, there there's a lot of teams on the bubble. So I, I went through the uh, through the uh, Power Five conferences and, and uh, North Carolina. You're right on the money, man. So for the ACC, um, dude, they actually don't have that many locks. They have. Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Louisville, I guess I'll say they're a lot, and Clemson. That's it. Other than that, that's not a lot for the ACC. UNC is on the bubble. They're 13-7, 6 in the ACC. They actually, I know you said they didn't have any bad losses, but they, they actually have two bad losses, man. They have a loss at NC State and at Georgia Tech. And the real head-scratcher is they don't have any big wins. That's a problem. They need to grab some big wins before March Madness gets here or their bubble is going to pop and they're going to be on the outside looking in. The other team in the ACC that's on the bubble is Syracuse. They're 12-6, 7th in the ACC. Their bad losses was to the same team. They lost to Pitt twice, and that's a bad loss. But they do have a big win, Virginia Tech, and they've won five out of their last seven. So I think Syracuse... Syracuse might do what Syracuse does, get in as a 8 or 9 seed and get to the Sweet 16. It happens almost every single year. you have any bubble teams for the Big 12?
1: Big 12? No, I don't. I don't have any bubble teams for the Big 12.
0: There's only one, and they're actually trending in the right direction. Uh, the locks for the Big 12 right now is Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas, and Texas Tech. The Big 12 is going to get more teams in than the ACC, and they have far less teams. Think about that. So the team that's on the bubble that's close to being a lock is Oklahoma State. They are 14-6, 7th in the Big 12. No bad losses, none. And they have big wins at Texas Tech, Kansas, and Texas. I think it's almost safe to say that Oklahoma State might be headed towards that lock position. They're looking really, really good right now. As far as the Big 10 goes, they actually have four bubble teams, Purdue, Rikers, Indiana, Minnesota. Out of those four, the one that's in the best shape is either Indiana or Purdue. The thing with Indiana is they do have uh, some good wins. They beat Iowa twice, and they beat Minnesota. And the reason that's a good win is because Minnesota is also a bubble team. I think Purdue's in a little bit better shape. They're 14-8, sixth in the Big Ten, only one bad loss, and that was at Miami of Florida, but good wins. Liberty, yes, Liberty's a good team. That's a good win. And they beat Ohio State twice. And they beat Indiana, who I just mentioned they're in a competition with. And they beat Minnesota, who's also a bubble team. So out of all those four, Purdue is in the best shape. But Indiana's not far behind, and they have a chance to get some good wins. That's the key, getting some good wins. What about uh, the last two conferences, Uh, the SEC and the Pac-12? I know you're over there in Pac-12 country. Uh, Any talk about bubble teams in the Uh, Pac-12?
1: Pac-12, man. Yeah, I don't really have any bubble teams in the Pac-12 also. Like I, well, I can make an I can make an argument, but I, I, I'm just not confident to say that they're a bubble team right now. Like the ones that I name, I, I, I just honestly feel like they are a bubble team right now going into this week in college basketball.
0: Well, how about this? You you give me a name and I'll let you know. How about that?
1: Um okay, let's go. Go to um. Let's let's go to
0: um Washington. Washington. Yes. You cut out there for a second. Did you say Washington?
1: Yeah, I said Washington.
0: Uh, yeah, Washington. They were a bubble team for for a while, but they had this bad bad losing streak. So I I I don't see them recovering from that. But um. Your girls' team, Stanford, they are a bubble team, believe it or not. They're actually 13-8, and fifth in the Pac-12. A couple bad losses, but check this out. Stanford, one of their big wins is Alabama. And Alabama is first in the SEC right now, so that's a great win for Stanford. Arizona, I know Arizona's banned from, from postseason. That's still a good win. And then UCLA, well, actually they beat Arizona twice. So, Stanford's in good shape. Oregon's on the bubble. Um, Not as good resume. And then the locks for the Pac-12, USC, UCLA, and Colorado. And like I said earlier, Arizona, they would actually be on their way in if they weren't banned. But Arizona's banned. And then the last conference I'm going to talk about is the SEC. Their locks, Alabama, who Stanford beat. That's a great win for Stanford. Arkansas, LSU, Tennessee, and Missouri, and the bubble teams, Florida, they're 10-6, 5th in SEC. Man, they got some bad, bad losses, man, though. I, I, I can't figure Florida out. They lost to South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. We know how bad Kentucky is, but big wins, LSU, number six, Tennessee, Georgia, and then my team, number 11, West Virginia. I, when I watch that game, I, what am I watching? West Virginia was the better team, but they got some good wins. The next team, Ole Miss, 12-8, 5th in the sec no bad losses got some good wins they got one against number 11 tennessee and number 10 missouri they're on a four-game win streak if they keep that going missouri will be in and then the last team georgia the problem with georgia is they're ninth in the sec the record's not that bad 13 and 8 that's not bad but they're ninth in the sec and they got some bad losses uh mississippi state auburn at south carolina and then their big wins they swept ole miss the team I just talked about, and then beat number 20, Missouri, and they have won four out of their last six. So that cleared up nothing, man, because these bubble teams are all over the place, and you can't tell what they're going to do from one thing to the next. The Blue Bloods are a mess. Kentucky and Duke are 100% going to miss the big dance. North Carolina is hanging by a thread, but Kansas, they're actually doing pretty well right now but the last blue blood, Arizona. They will be bl- they will be banned. I forgot about UCLA though. They're going to make it too, but Arizona banned. So the Blue Bloods We're having a rough season, man. They're having a rough rough season. So, yeah, um bubble teams are, are they? they're all over the place. So, they're not clearing anything up on a week to week basis other than they're still a bubble team. That's about it. So this, this next topic... Uh, I, under- I,
1: I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I wanted to uh, add something to that really quick. Go ahead. Um, uh, With the SEC, I think that's the com- the conference that you could say that could... They got a lot of borderline teams that could make it to the tournament or are just not going to get any considerations at all. So, I mean, there's yep. there's... There's a good amount of bubble teams on there when it, when you talk about the SEC, like teams like Missouri, teams like, like um, Mississippi, um, like you mentioned Georgia. So, um, so uh, it, it, it's definitely going to be uh, it's de- it's definitely going to be um, interesting to see um, how this pans out for uh, teams in the teams in the S teams in the SEC. Um, but but uh, but you look if you look at the standings, man. If you look at the teams that's on top of the standings in the SEC, this looks like a college football standing. Well, yep. except Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Arkansas's pretty well, but you look at Alabama and LSU. Um, yep, they're on the top of the standings, and and Florida ain't far that behind. So. I think the, the the SEC is upper grabs uh, in college basketball right now of who's going to win this conference because uh, it's neck and neck between these teams. They're not they're not far apart as far as games in the standings goes to win the SEC. So I think it's going to be pretty close with all, all these teams.
0: Yeah, I 100 agree, man. If there's any conference that you could label them the bubble conference, it would definitely be the SEC. Ah, uh, they're beating up on each other. They're giving each other good wins and bad losses. you You just you don't know what's gonna happen next. You have resume builders and resume killers. and every week it's something different. That was a very good point. and you are one hundred percent right. Uh, especially with Alabama being in first place, that definitely looks like uh, you know, a college football standing. Arkansas, not so much, but Alabama <laughs> LSU. Yeah, that, that definitely is reminiscent of college football. So, I know you're pretty excited about this uh, this last topic we're going to talk about, and that's going to be the WWE Elimination wait,
1: Chamber wait. Match. Wait, we forgot about the number one seeds.
0: Oh, man. We did, <laughs> man. I, I even had it lined up. I even had it lined up, too, man right in front of my face. Well, who's your number one scenes?
1: Okay. Number one, seeds from what, from what I've seen so far in college basketball is pretty easy to me. It's Gonzaga. Number one, uh, the two elements, all American scores with, uh, uh, drew Timmy, um, uh, Corey Kisberg. And then the freshman. uh, I, I think he's my favorite player on the team. Uh, Jalen Suggs. um, Definitely uh, a yeah. number one seed. You got. Uh, I I think um, I'm I'm gonna take Baylor as a number one seed also. Baylor's been playing really well throughout the season. Uh, Michigan. I have them as a yeah. the number one seed also. Shout shout out to uh, Coach Juan Howard for build the way he built this team. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, I originally had Villanova on there, but just what? the way this team has yeah, but, but just the way this team has been playing, I'm gonna put Ohio State as the number one seed.
0: Mm, dude, you literally stole my thunder. I hope that I was hoping that that last number one seed was gonna be a surprise. I I was hoping you would pick like Houston or Villanova. Uh you know what I'm just going to agree with you because that's that's who I had I have Gonzaga they're you know 20 something and oh undefeated they're going to dance right into the big dance undefeated nobody will challenge in in the West Coast conference uh they actually have some really good wins at the beginning of the season a lot of people complain about their schedule in the West Coast conference which I understand that but if you go back at the beginning of their schedule they beat some pretty good teams including my team West Virginia of course, I have Baylor. They're 17-0. Um, they are having COVID issues, but uh, when they were playing, they looked really, really stout, and we missed a great potential uh, precursor to the national championship with Baylor and Gonzaga. They were supposed to play each other, but that game got canceled. Hopefully, uh, Baylor gets it together and uh, gets these cases or tracings down and they can get back to playing basketball. I'm just wondering how cold these players are going to be and uh, how their conditioning are. Still have them as a number one seed. Michigan, I have them as a number one seed. They are the best in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is pretty stinking good. So, yes, I have to have Michigan at 14-1 and as a number one seed, and I was going to try to surprise you, but you already said it. (laughs) My last number one seed is going to be Ohio State. I thought maybe perhaps that, you know, you'd pick Houston because they have two less losses. But we all know Houston plays in the AAC and – and they lost to East Carolina. You can't do that if you're a number one seed. That is a bad, bad, bad loss. So I don't care that they're 17-2. and two. They play in the AAC, and they lost to East Carolina. So that bumped them out, and I'm putting Ohio State. And Ohio State is really hot right now. The last time I checked, they have won six straight games. So they can get uh, I, hot right into the big dance.
1: Yeah, one thing about Ohio State is um, they got one of the best resumes in the country right now, man.
0: Yes. Yes. And
1: and, and I know how good um, I know how good Gonzaga is with their All Americans. I know how good Michigan is and how they've been dominant, but Ohio State, man you cannot play with this team man uh with led by uh Dwayne Washington Jr. E, D, EJ Lidell man this team um this team when it comes to threes nobody shoots the three better than this mm. team uh, they they're shooting close to 50% right now it uh yep. th- that's what they average right now and that's ohio not- state is clicking on all cylinders right now if if I'm any team that, that's that's that the top teams right now in the in the country right now, teams like uh teams like a who like teams like a like a Gonzaga, like a Michigan, like a Baylor, even a Virginia, man, I would be scared to play against Ohio State because they have a great resume and they they just could kill you off that three point jump shot, man, and they do it really well. So um I that, that's what I just want to say about Ohio State. But man, North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, man, it just doesn't feel right without those teams not in the not in the tournament, man. It's like damn,
0: man. Well, at least at least I mean Kansas, they're bouncing back in a big way. And honestly, I think UCLA will make the dance. So I'm I'm pretty excited about UCLA because I'm old. I don't know about, you know, uh, my viewers, our viewers, but I'm barely old enough to remember some UCLA glory days. So, you know, that brings back some nostalgia to see the Bruins back in the dance. And I I do think they will make it. So at least we have, what, two out of the six Blue Bloods that will be in there. Arizona would have made it, but they're banned. So it's all up to Kansas and UCLA. Uh, We'll see what happens, though. I don't know, man. It's, It's a crazy year, man. But, I mean, what were we expecting, you know? After what we saw in college football, what were we expecting in college basketball? It hasn't let us down, really, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, since this next thing, and I've already botched it anyways, since this next thing is <laughs> one of your one of your favorite things to talk about, and it's one of mine, too, I'm going to let you introduce it.
1: All right, man. So usually when I come in on this show, we, we do talk some wrestling, man. I love me some wrestling, some WWE, NXT, AEW, even the old school wrestling, man. So, yep. um, I, And you know, Chris is, you know, a huge wrestling fan also. So with that being said, we're going to talk about the Elimination Chamber. Road to WrestleMania stops here. Uh, the elimination chamber we got some huge matches on the card so man what we're gonna do we're gonna give our predictions our elimination chamber predictions so Yo. let's start it off man so uh let's start off with our very let's start off with our very first matchup that's on the card um um so based off of what if, if you guys been been watching Monday Night Raw with the, the storyline between Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is to get a, uh, a, um, a title shot for the Raw Women's title against the champion Oscar. But this past week, Lacey Evans just announced that, hey, Charlotte, you can't fight me because I'm pregnant. So Ooh. what does that mean? Does that, does that mean, does that mean, does that match still go on? Does they have a replacement mm. for her? So I, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen though, man. I don't think Lacey Evans is going to be in this match. Mm. I really don't.
0: <coughs> they could put in, but uh, if Charlotte I had, Claire, right?
1: yeah, but, but going by Lacey Evans versus Oscar, I'm taking Oscar to win this match, man. Um, I, I like Asuka, and I think she's going to continue her reign.
0: I just think Asuka's been too dominant, and she has too many moves in her arsenal. Lacey Evans, she's a very strong, powerful woman, <laughs> and she has knockout power with that women's right. But Asuka, man, she's a high flyer. She bounces off the ropes. She'll jump on you. She'll hit you with everything she got, and she's been a great champion too so so yeah I'm gonna take Oscar and, and I think uh, to be honest with you she should be the favorite because she's she's got that uh, uh, almost MMA type of uh, arsenal with her so so I like her fighting style I think she has the upper hand all right
1: um, next matchup we're gonna go to. It's for the United States title. It's a triple threat match. It's Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle.
0: That is very, very <coughs> interesting. So, first of all, it depends on, you know, if MVP gets involved. I mean, if if he gets involved and, and you know, doesn't get caught and plays those underhanded tricks, then, you know, Bobby Bobby Lashley, of course, has the upper hand. But if we're going straight by... You know, talent versus talent. Honestly, I like Keith Lee for a big man. This guy is very, very mobile, and when he hits you, he hits you hard, and it is devastating. Matt Riddle does have that MMA background, legit, but I just like Keith Lee's combination of power and agility, and I love his attitude and his his uh, arrogance. I know a lot of people don't like arrogance, but you got to have confidence to some degree. You know, I don't even think it is arrogance. I just think it's a lot of confidence and a lot of people just take it as arrogance, but the dude is legit. Uh, he has some great powerful moves. He can move around the ring like a cruiserweight. The dude is a real deal. I think he is a future Hall of Famer. I know I'm saying it really, really early in his career, uh, WWE career, but this guy is legit and, and I'm going to say he's, he's, he should have the upper hand. I'm going to pick him to win. It just depends on if MVP gets involved. I just flat out don't like Bobby Lashley ever since he joined forces with MVP.
1: You know, when it comes to wrestling, it's a numbers game, and it is going to definitely be a numbers game in this matchup. And that's why I am taking Bobby Lashley to win this match. I think MVP is going to stick his nose in this match, and it's 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 just gonna help Bobby Lashley out in this match, and they're gonna take advantage of it, man. So I I got Bobby to win this match.
0: But 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 what about you? Do have Keith Lee and Matt Riddle also? So so it it almost could turn into a tag team dynamic. I I don't think they're necessarily outnumbered if. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle coexist, and you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, there you go. Work together, uh, neutralize MVP, and then have a clean triple threat. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a clean triple threat. If MVP gets involved, whatever. Uh, somebody keep Bobby Lashley, you know, occupied, and then the other person, you know, take out MVP. That's what I'm hoping for. But with the WWE writers, You never know what's going to happen.
1: Yep, you're right. All right, let's go to our very next matchup. And uh, this is where the Elimination Chamber starts. So Mm. uh, we're going to talk about uh, the WWE Championship, which is um, on Raw. And uh, Drew McIntyre will defend it against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, Kofi Kingston. Who wins this?
0: Um, one phrase RKO out of nowhere. That's why I'm gonna take Randy Orton. Uh, that, that's I don't know, and it also depends on the order on which these guys are released because people don't realize they're not just, you know, it's not a battle Royale. It's two people start and people stay in their pods. And then the next person is released. And then the next person released. So that's going to play a factor into it. I don't know the order in which they're going to be released, but he just has that RKO that he can hit, you know, out of any move out of anywhere. And I think Randy Orton is due for a championship again. So, I'm going to take the Viper.
1: I am not going to take the Viper in this match. I think the Viper has more issues than just an Elimination Chamber match. He has Alexa Bliss to deal with. I don't know if you've seen what happened at Raw. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss cost him that match Um, uh, yeah. because that match was – was uh, was a gong yeah, match went. and yep and uh, basically the winner would um would come in come in last in the elimination chamber out of their pod so that would have been huge for him yeah but i don't know man alexa bliss been sending a lot of threats to him playing these mind games talking about the fee's gonna be resurrected and um I, I think that Orton has his hands full. I don't think he's gonna win this matchup. I honestly think Drew McIntyre is going to retain his title, man. Drew McIntyre right. will, will find a way to retain this title. Some way, somehow. Drew McIntyre, he's been pulling. he's He's been making miracles happen. And I think he'll make another miracle happen. And I got Drew, Drew McIntyre to win this match.
0: Well, you know what? You got me thinking after that. Um, now it makes sense. I think I know what's going to happen now. So so what's going to happen is now they're, now they're going to write uh, Randy Orton into his storyline with The Fiend. So you got me. I am taking back Randy Orton. <laughs> Who, out, of all, out of all the competitors in there, now I am the most sure that he will be the one to not win it. So out of the other competitors, Kofi Kingston, eh-eh, not going to happen. Seamus, Legitimate threat, but uh, I don't think uh, they're ready to hand him the belt yet. Uh, Jeff Hardy, I don't know. I think it comes down to Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. And right now, Drew McIntyre has so much momentum. And I do think the WWE wants McIntyre to be the champion going into WrestleMania. So I am actually going to agree with you and take Drew McIntyre. If Randy Orton wins this, I'm going to be very, very mad at you.
1: <laughs> he won't. I'll be surprised if he does win it. Yeah. All
0: right. All right.
1: Let's go. Let's go to our final matchup. Man. And we have for the universal title. So this is crazy. Thanks to Paul Heyman because of this. His little idea. This is crazy so basically so basically the winner of the elimination chamber match that same night is going to face Roman Reigns for the for the universal title. So so,
0: so wait, it, wait wait it, wait 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 wait. So so the winner doesn't win the title. They just went they just win they chance to wrestle for the title.
1: Yeah, fight fight gonna on Elvin.
0: Don't that's crazy
1: though, you man. You fight a healthy Roman Reigns with Roman, and Roman Reigns is gonna have a huge advantage because these dudes, they're all gonna be beaten and battered in this match. So uh, yeah. I, I just don't like this for the. So yeah. in this match we got Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corman, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, out of all those, the one that I would want to win is Kevin Owens. Um, I think that that would be a smart move on the WWE to give him the belt. Uh, the last time he had the belt, he did very, very well. I think he looked really good with the belt. But what does WWE? What does WWE think? That's that's what you really have to ask yourself. And to me, so so we have Roman Reigns, right? So the best opponent for Roman Reigns probably would be either king corbin or daniel bryan so out of those two uh, i'll probably have to go with uh i'm gonna go with daniel bryan because if i'm not mistaken uh rowan reigns he's still he's still a heel right now right
1: yeah he still
0: is all right so so they're gonna want a babyface heel matchup not a heel versus heel so i'm gonna take daniel bryan
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens in this matchup. I don't think this feud. I think this feud is far from over, and I think they're gonna they're gonna, 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 t- gonna, gonna, gonna continue with this uh, feud because in their last matchup, uh, it was probably one of the best matchups I have seen yeah. um, the last time these guys fought, and um, I I think Kevin Owens is gonna take this one, man. Um, I actually
0: hope and, you're right. I hope I'm wrong on that one. Um... I just don't know because the WWE has been reluctant to put the belt on Kevin Owens. But now that you said that just because he wins the elimination chamber, doesn't mean they're going to put the belt on him and that would be a good match. So uh, Kevin Owens does make sense. Not that he would actually win the belt from Roman Reigns, but he would win the opportunity opportunity to uh, wrestle Roman Reigns. So what you say makes sense, man. Uh, I'll have to. I'm not going to switch. I'm going to stay with Daniel Bryan. But honestly, I hope you're right.
1: Yeah, I hope I'm right. Also, all, all right. right, man. So that's that's it. That's the, our official predictions for the Elimination Chamber. Road Is that to on WrestleMania. Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday on pay per view or on the WWE Network if you guys have it. So uh, make sure you go tune in, check it out. I'll definitely be in, tuning in and checking out Elimination Chamber, man. You know, you got no football, maybe some basketball games that's going to be playing during that day. Yep. But I'm going to be watching me some Elimination Chamber, and you All should right. too.
0: Before before we get off here, man, real quick. So uh when we get back on here next Thursday and we do this show, I want you to come back on, even if it's just at the end of the show, okay? So we're going to... What we're gonna do is we're gonna recap what happened at the Elimination Chamber, see how our uh, picks worked out, and then uh, is the next. What's the next pay per view after Elimination Chamber?
1: Um, I think the next. I think the next one is. Uh, it's going to be WrestleMania.
0: Okay, great. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't for sure. So we'll we'll recap WrestleMania, and then we'll start talking about WrestleMania. It is. The soup Screw the Super Bowl It's bigger than the Super Bowl WrestleMania yeah. is the event Of all events It has surpassed the Super Bowl It gets more in attendance It gets more in views There is no debating WrestleMania is the king So we're going to build it up We're going to recap the Elimination Chamber And we're going to start talking about WrestleMania Are you okay with that? <laughs>
1: oh yeah i'll be ready
0: all right man well uh ha- have have your uh picks ready and uh we'll see who's right next week all right and then we'll start Definitely. working on uh wrestlemania yeah let's do it let's go well i appreciate my boy keo coming on uh, i love having him on bouncing off things uh I mean, I enjoy doing the show by myself, but whenever I have him with me, I don't know. It brings some type of energy, so I always appreciate it. I appreciate y'all for hanging in there with me. I know I was off for two weeks. I had some issues uh, collecting my thoughts. Had a great show. I appreciate you sticking by me, and we will be back next week, Thursday night, for Bragging Rights. Hope y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time.